0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Brain Fart. I am Maddie and I am your host of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new, welcome to the podcast. I hope you will enjoy it. If you are old, <laughs> if you're ancient, thank you. No, if you have listened before, thank you for tuning back into another episode. I think... Today is a little, not, it's never a good way to start a podcast. Today's really scattered. No, that's not the case. It's just a little bit of a checkup and kind of talking both in tandem, in tandem with. Yeah, that's right. Why do I second guess myself all the time? I think we all do that, but me most of the time. So it's, it's kind of both, it's dealing with both theater as well as, issues, medical stuff. Again, it's not completely theater. So if that doesn't really interest you, please hold on tight because there are some other medical things and topics I want to talk about. And I think that's about it. So let's just jump into it. If you have been listening to this podcast continuously, especially if you're binge listening right now, I'm sure you've heard this plenty of time, but if you are new, it is worth saying that I am currently living in London for the next year studying to get a master's in classical acting. It's awesome. It's really cool. I honestly forget I live in London all of the time. And I forget that I'm getting a master's degree all of the time. (laughs) So both great things. But I think it's because I feel, uh, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable here. I really, I mean, as comfortable as you can feel in a program trying, like, burying your soul every day and trying to empathize with anything and everything, uh, whatever acting is. But I, I really like the people I'm studying with, studying under, and the place that I'm doing it. So it's really awesome. And speaking of that, oh no, I, <laughs> as you guys, I have a picture, I think, on one of my stories. But I, I've had to kind of create my own little recording area. Let's be real. I'm a student. I'm not going to rent out a recording studio every week i could and i will when i do interviews which i think i'm gonna have some people come onto the show and i'm really excited about it some of my classmates who also deal with some health stuff and i think it'll be really interesting and intriguing so for that case yes i will rent out a studio but as a traveling student with this traveling podcast i have to make do and what I just said, oh, no, to was when my makeshift pillow fell over and knocked over my pills, which is honestly really fitting for this podcast, my my pillow knocking over my medication. <laughs> so that was what you just heard. I could cut that out. But why would I do that when I can just explain to you exactly what happened on this audio, audio medium? So that's done. Let's get back to what I was talking about. Luckily, in this program, we get to do lots of cool things, and one of those cool things was they planned a trip to Stratford-upon-Avon. If you are not big Shakespeare people or UK people or geography people, you probably don't know the significance of that town, but if you are, then you're going to be like, Maddie, girl, we know. But it's the birthplace of William Shakespeare and where he grew up and where he eventually returned and is now buried. (laughs) Saw his gravestone. That's super cool. If you don't want anyone to dig up your bones, just curse it. That's that's always fun. (laughs) But so we went We went there to, for a couple days, we took a little trip in the middle of the week, which honestly felt like vacation because we didn't have classes all day, which I love classes, don't get me wrong, but it was really cool to kind of go on an overnight field trip with a bunch of other old, uh, not old, but like other adults. It was very silly. So we went for a couple of days and we just did some tours, We toured around the area, and then we saw two shows, uh, both by the Royal Shakespeare Company, one called um, A Museum in Baghdad, and King John was the other one. And I'll go into those a little bit more later, but I think the reason I'm bringing this up and I'm talking about my daily life and everything that's going on and what we did last week and all that stuff, I'm bringing it up because there is a point. And I think it has to do with going out of town and taking care of yourself. And there was something that I really realized going out of town, and it was that I am very much a creature of comfort. I think we all are. I think especially when you have something, whether it be mental, physical, whatever, or you just like your home, it's sometimes hard to leave, especially for me, because I don't know, I consider my room... Or home or wherever I'm living, a safe space for me. So when I'm feeling very sick or when I'm feeling very overwhelmed or when something is going on, I know I have a place to go to that I feel very comfortable in and I can have alone time or I can choose to see my roommates or things along those lines. I have the control. I am in control of that setting, and it is a place I can go to. I can actively leave a place and say, you know what? Okay, I'm done for the night. I'm going to go home. And that that brings me a lot of comfort. And I don't know if that's just a personal thing or if that stems from illness because a lot of the times I don't want to be sick in other places. It's like when you get sick at a sleepover or something and you want to go home. It's not that you don't trust the people around you or the place that you're at. It's just there's something comfortable about being in your home and being in your room and having that support and comfort if you don't have someone specifically comforting you. So I definitely had that thought leaving. It's not terribly far. It was about a two-hour bus ride, two hours. Not crazy, nothing wild, but it was far enough away from from wh- from my house. And that alone was giving me a little bit of anxiety, which I tried try to, I tried to, the word I wanted to say was quell. And I don't know if that's the correct term. And if it is, I didn't know I was a genius. And if it's not, then disregard all of that. <laughs> but it it is definitely, I tried to su- not suppress, but Relieve or release that anxiety, because I know you guys know if you've listened that I think anxiety comes into play with my brain stuff and it can aggravate it. And so I really just wanted to get excited. And I was very excited. And there was that that unknown ex- thing within thing within you when you're excited about something, but you don't quite know what's going to happen, but it's kind of a cool adventure. I, I, I love that adventure. But there, it's now, now that I have had some issues, it, there is a second thought of, okay, I will be far away. What do I need? What do I need to bring? How can I best prepare myself for this situation? And for the most part, it was fine. I knew, okay, I think what was really important to me was that I could step back and say, hey, I am an adult. I am a grown person. I don't need to go to everything if I'm feeling ill, which also our teachers and tutors were saying too, they were like, this is your vacation, this is your, not vacation, but this is your trip, make of it what you will, we're not going to force you to go anywhere, so I think that was really important to me, but I had that weird feeling that you, it's almost like you're going to get in trouble, that feeling from when you were younger of, oh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do this right, or if I don't go when they say or if i'm late i'm going to be i'm going to be in really big trouble which i mean it's not great and you should uh, hold accountability for yourself but it's not like when you were a child and i think realizing hey i i'm an adult i'm a young adult but i am an, ad- an adult and i have the authority to say you know what i'm not feeling very well so i'm going to stay in and i think just knowing that brought me a lot of comfort i actually didn't have Do I did once, but the rest of the time I felt pretty okay. And I'm lucky because I I love the people I go to school with, but it is a pretty large group, about twenty seven of us. And it's nice that I have like really close friends within it that we can like break off and go do our own thing. And I feel like I would be feel comfortable doing that with anyone in the group breaking off and doing my own thing. But it is nice to have like a smaller group. It doesn't matter the people, but as long as I could break off with a smaller group, that was really important to me because I needed that that not alone time, but not too much stimuli that comes with a big group. As much as I wanted to hang out and I did with the larger group and I love hanging out with all of them, sometimes I get very overwhelmed. I don't know if it's all the talking or the people or trying to talk to people. I get, the thing is I get really distracted. I try to listen to too many conversations and then my brain's trying to do too much and I can't and I just can't multitask like that. So it becomes a real exercise. It becomes very exhausting for me to try to do that. But when I'm alone with a group of three, four, five, even six people, I'm able to focus more and that's really, really important for me. Also, I had really incredible animal pet therapy because we went to a cat cafe and there were the cute the cutest kitty the cutest kitties i can't even form sentences because they were so adorable maybe i'll post some pictures in my story or something of some of these kitties oh my gosh a plus plus so adorable if you're not cat people think of an animal or thing that brings you so much joy and i love i love all animals honestly it could have been a turtle cafe and i would have been ecstatic um but it just happened to be a cat cafe, but it was so nice and so necessary, and I think sometimes I don't realize how much animals bring to my life and how much comfort they bring me. I've been using comfort a lot, but also ease they bring to my life, and it really is a companion, so I guess if you're away from a pet or an animal or something seek one out <laughs> to to bring you that joy. But also I feel that way with plants and that's why I put a lot of plants in my room because I know that brings me joy and I know that's going to set up my room to be like the most comfortable place for me. I don't know that kind of went off on a weird tangent, but I I think that's important too, self-care, self-love. So we went off and did that and that was really nice. But then that night it had been a pretty long day and that night we were seeing a show. It was a great show. But I could feel myself kind of fading. And I, right before the second act, there was a very loud drum beating. And the lighting wasn't quite flashing, but there was this little flash, flicker of light that kept happening. And I could feel myself getting overwhelmed by what was happening in the show. And I could feel the exhaustion within me. And it was one of those grown up moments where I thought, hey, I am an adult, it is intermission, I can leave, I don't need to stay. And as someone who loves theater and who actually was really enjoying the first half of this show, it was a bummer. It felt like I was copping out or it felt like I was giving up, which is not the case at all. That's such a silly, silly mindset. But I think I fall into it a lot. And I'm sure other people do as well. You get these weird guilt trips. And you don't want to be that person who leaves that intermission. And so for me it kind of took a lot for me to say okay you know what maddie be rational go home do what you need to do take a shower figure it out if you feel up for going out later do so but never push yourself more we still have a full another day here another day and a half so don't run out of steam too quickly and i think that's important to think about especially if you're going on trips or you're going away from your quote unquote comfort place And so for me, I left. I left at intermission. I walked home in the rain. And then I promptly sobbed for an hour and a half when I got home. (laughs) Those good, good emotions. But it's true. I really did. I got home and I just started crying. And I called Martin, my boyfriend. And we just talked... For a while, and he tried to provide me comfort, but it was, I think, uh, just one of those overwhelming moments, and I, my head was hurting, and my tummy was, my, my tummy hurt a little bit, but yeah, I had a little bit of a stomach ache. I don't know if it was from food or what, or just feeling generally not awesome. But after, after I had a good cry, I took a shower, and then one of my friends came home, told me what happened at the show. We ordered pizza. We had a really nice night in, and then we went to bed. And honestly, it was. An incredible night, an incredible day. Even though there was that little blip of um, not sickness, but a, a, a little blip in the a little blip in the radar, and w- yeah, and so I was able to go on to the next day and feel fine and feel ready. And it's true, it was it was an awesome day. So I felt I felt like I had people to support me, and my friends, and the girl I, my roommate who I was staying with. Shout out Kara. Um, she they're incredible and everyone in the program is really incredible and accommodating I've I've told you a little bit about it in past podcasts if you haven't listened I just kind of reference how everyone in the group wants to be is very helpful and very much willing to help me as well as the staff and so I'm lucky in that sense to be surrounded by really supporting people and no one kind of gave me flack or crap for leaving early everyone kind of knew and I think everybody's on the same page where we have to really take care of ourselves, especially in such a rigorous program. So it's there's never going to be any shaming in leaving. And that's really nice. It's really nice to be surrounded by people like that. And I can only hope that you can find your people like that if you are going through something like this. So I did that. And do dee 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 looking at my notes because I forget everything I talk about here we go yes 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 sorry i get a little distracted i have to admit the past couple of days i've had a couple memory issues more so i think than uh then it's hmm. okay wait let's re- let's backtrack let's rephrase that i've been having some more memory issues that are more prevalent now than they have been in the past. Like I'm really noticing some gaps in my day or things along those lines. So I'm going to see if that persists and then obviously talk to someone if it does. But I just thought I just thought that was worth mentioning. So, the second day, <laughs> we're back in Stratford. The second day in Stratford, we had a really great day. We toured around Anne Hathaway's house, famous actress, just kidding. No, that's not true. Anne Hathaway Wife of Shakespeare. Um, but we went to her beautiful old cottage farm land and then we went to Shakespeare's birthplace and we, you know, did all that stuff. We got some tea, all the fun stuff. And then we went to see King John, which I also have to say, I know I talked about representation a couple weeks ago with my celebrity episo- ep- episode. With my celebrity episode, I almost did it again. I almost said episode again. Episode. And I know this doesn't have anything. I I mainly was talking about representation in the way of seeing celebrities or people dealing with disabilities and realizing, oh, I can do that too. But also talking about representation within race, sexuality, all of that stuff. But I have to say there was a little moment. It wasn't anything wild or crazy, but the person playing King John was, I think, a 24, 25-year-old woman like a really young woman, like I could have played that role, which was so incredible to see a young woman playing such a powerful, ruthless king. And that was really cool. So I just kind of wanted to mention that because I just thought that was really awesome. And it just reminded me of why representation is so important, no matter what kind it is, but it, it really is. And so I just wanted to let you guys in on that little secret. It was an incredible production. Wow. Wowza. It kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. I do have to say in the second act, they had, a they were banging tables, these metal tables together, and there were some flashing lights and it was very loud and noisy and lights. So I kind of had to close my eyes and uh, I would jump when the sounds came. I plugged my ears a little bit. But I do have to say, I think I was in a better mindset than I was the night before. And I felt comfortable enough to stay, which I think was a good distinction to find within myself saying, okay, yeah, actually, I think I can stick through this and be fine and not compromise my health. And so I think finding out if it's going to work for you is really important and figuring out those moments and saying, okay, in any other moment, this might not be okay, but right now it is. And so I'm going to stay. And I did. And I'm glad I did because it was a good show and I was all right. And Ooh, wow, that was a lot of talking really quickly. Let's let's take her down. Let's take her lower. Let's get her get her slower. Uh, the other thing for me was I had another little epiphany. I know I've talked about this in the past, where people question my ability to perform on stage with loud noises or with bright lights, and I realized it's the difference between knowing when to anticipate it and having it be a surprise. So when I am a spectator, an audience member, just someone in life, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know when the big sounds are going to happen or the lights are going to happen. It's usually a surprise for me. And so that alone takes me off guard. So I can't prepare for it. But when I'm in a show, I can. So say when I did Carrie, we had this big destruction scene where she murders everyone. Shocker, sorry, spoiler alert, if you don't know Carrie. Um, But it was a lot of like flashing lights and loud banging noises and screaming and throwing your body about and dying, you know, you know how you do. And the difference was we had walked through it We had seen the lighting as they were creating the lighting. We heard the sound effects. We saw what was happening at every moment for weeks leading up to the actual performances. So when the performances came, I could mentally check okay, this is when the loud bang is going to happen. This is when this bang is going to happen. The lights are going to start flashing here. When the lights start flashing, look at this point in the space so you're not focused on that. And I do have to say, I think adrenaline plays a large part in it because it goes quicker and you're in it. And so it's a lot easier to kind of turn off. I don't know, I guess turn off isn't the right word because I don't think it's something that you can just turn off, but kind of focus on what I'm doing rather than focus on the effects that are happening around me. And so But as an audience member, I am not prepared. So it takes me off guard. And it is not something I'm in control of specifically. So I feel a little more out of control and a little bit more disoriented. And so I kind of had that little epiphany while seeing King John. And I I just think it's so interesting to continue to learn about yourself. Obviously, learning about yourself is like the key to living and the key to growing. And that's the point. But I think For me, it's really good to kind of mark those and realize and kind of trace through and write down why something might be happening or how I can adapt to it, especially since this is a profession I want to be a part of and I want to continue doing. And I don't want to tell a creative team or stunt someone else's creativity by saying, no, you can't do those lights. No, you can't do that sound. And of course, there's a fine line between doing something that's safe for me as well as keeping the integrity of what the designer had in mind. So I think it's it's worth looking into and worth thinking about any moment I do think about it because it is pl- like charting out my life a little bit and figuring out what works for me, what to what extent can the lights be flashing, Can to what extent can the noise be super loud. It does it happen on different days? Cuz it, it it was true. I saw it on two different I saw two different productions on two different days and one day I couldn't handle it and one day I could. So that way I'm able to trace back, okay, well, what was happening that one day t- in which I couldn't handle it and if I were to do a show like that, how do I prevent that kind of day from happening? So it really it's a lot of work and it's a lot of brain gymnastics, but I think it's worth Charting out, and I think that's important for people who have disabilities or I don't know, sicknesses or mental disabilities or physical or whatever to be able to look at something and figure out your triggers and figure out what might shift. A certain moment to set you over the edge and I'm not saying that it's something that we are going to map out and figure out and it'll be flawless and you can stay away from them forever but I do think it's worth like pinpointing or noting just to like add to your own arsenal of knowledge and I think that's good and I think that can help as we go down the line learning about ourselves in specific scenarios, and just learning about ourselves in general. And so it was really nice to kind of have that little epiphany within that show, and to think on it later, and to now discuss it with you guys, how I feel about that, and how that kind of works together. And I think, I think that's kind of that rant, and I think that's really one of the other issues I wanted to bring up. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, oof, do I have a story for you guys. (laughs) This is kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I almost forgot to talk about it, but alas, I did not. Another thing about being out of town and having some medical issues is you don't always know, there's always going to be some sort of surprise, (laughs) no matter... As much as I just talked about planning it out, mapping it out, trying to be as prepared as possible, there are always going to be surprises, and that happened on this trip. So the last night we were there, I was feeling really good. We saw the show. It was incredible. We stayed up to drink a little bit to kind of hang out, and I'm not going to lie. I had a couple drinks. I'm not a huge drinker, but every once in a while, I like to I like to get down a little bit, but I know sometimes alcohol can affect my illnesses, so I don't want to uh, put too much stress on my body, but also I don't want to limit myself too much in my social life. So it goes back and forth, finding that fine line, talk about it all the time. So I, we had stayed up a little bit later, I think 2am, which is really late for me. I am usually an early sleeper, early riser type gal. And we were up really late and we finally went back upstairs and I promptly woke up two hours later um mm, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert, uh, not even a trigger warning. Uh, there's no warning. I just started my period and I woke up to really horrible cramps and blood gushing out of my body. Sorry if you're squeamish. That's what I meant to say. Sorry if you're squeamish. But yeah, it was something I hadn't prepared. Luckily, I had brought my um, 800 milligram ibuprofen. I get, I, I have to say, I get really, really awful cramps. But as a person who has an irregular period, I could not prepare to bring supplies and I didn't have the supplies I needed. And luckily, I have an incredibly supportive group of women that I could text message and someone ended up having a pad and saving me. But yeah, so we can talk as much as we want about preparing and preparation and figuring out ourselves in our own lives. But you know, sometimes you're just going to wake up in the middle of the night to your irregular period. And that's just what's going to (laughs) happen, or something else happening. Obviously, if you don't have those organs, like (laughs) a uterus or whatever that causes those, that thing to happen, that good, good period, then you don't quite know what I'm talking about. But I'm sure you have woken up to your own set of issues that come as a surprise. And so that was that was a moment where I realized, oh, I don't want to be away. I really want to be in the comfort of my bed. I'm having really bad cramps. I just want to hibernate for the rest of the weekend. And I lucked out because the next day, um we had a half day. We left, and then we went to visit um, Blenheim Palace, and then we went home. So, We got home by about three thirty, which wasn't that bad. But I have to say, I was very happy to be back in my comfort zone, back into the comfort of my own room, that I could experience this and just wallow in my pain, (laughs) and try and figure it out, and do what makes me feel comfortable, and do it in a place that makes me feel comfortable. So, I think, I think that's where we'll end this today. I just looked down and it the episode's a little longer than I had anticipated, but, you know, I got on a roll. I was feeling it. I was feeling this episode. So I you know that, was, that wasn't that was a specific topic. I've kind of been doing specific topics lately. This is more of kind of, a, oh, what did I do last week? I guess it could be traveling with illness slash representation slash epiphanies about myself and charting your path. I, I don't know. Very... It dabbled. It dabbled in lots of different things. I think in the future, I want to do some interviews. I There's a lot of people in my program who have either chronic illnesses, invisible illnesses, um, intense injuries. A lot of people who are not compromising but have to adapt in a different way. And I don't know, that's kind of... I. I don't want that. I don't wish that upon anyone else. But it is nice to know that there are other people out there. So I think I might have another lovely woman on the show to talk about her ish not ish Jesus not her issues but her um what she deals with, with chronic illness or invisible illness and all of that stuff. And if that interests you, please um, send that to the universe and maybe I'll receive your brainwaves and I'm going to do it anyways and I'll just think that it's because you really wanted it. (laughs) Or if you do have any suggestions, please reach out. You can always reach me. At in, on Instagram at Brainfart Podcast or on Facebook at Brainfart Podcast, or if mm, social media doesn't tickle your fancy, you can email me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com. You know I love suggestions, you know I love t- conversations, topics. If you want to continue the conversation, please do, and let's get it going. Or if you just have questions, comments, concerns, other epiphanies, please feel free to reach out. I love that. And yeah, I think that's where we're going to end the episode today. I don't think anything crazy is coming up on my end. I hope you're doing well. (laughs) Um, I hope you have a great whatever time it is, wherever you are. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.